John chapter 11, starting with verse 43. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. In the town of Bethany, about two miles from Jerusalem, a man named Lazarus was very sick. And this was the village where Mary and Martha actually lived. The same Mary that we read about who anointed the Lord's feet with ointment and dried them with her hair. It was their brother Lazarus who was sick. And this family was very close to Jesus. And that's why the sisters sent word to Jesus in John chapter 11 verse 3 tells us, they said, Lord, behold, whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus got the message about Lazarus, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. You see, the Lord knew the miracle was about to take place. He was so confident that a miracle was going to take place that he stayed where he was at for two more days before he decided to go to Bethany. And he decided to go. When he did, he told the disciples, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. The disciples thought Lazarus was just taking a nap and they did wake up feeling all good and all fine. But Jesus was actually talking about death. In fact, he said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And he explained that he was glad for their sakes that he was not there because they were about to be given new evidence for believing. So they headed to Bethany, and when Jesus finally gets there, Lazarus had been dead for four days, and many of his friends were there. They were mourning with Mary and Martha over the loss of their friend, their brother, their family member. And the Bible says that Martha heard Jesus was coming, and she went out to meet him. And the first word she said to him was, My brother would not have died if you'd been here. Then with great faith, she said this. She said, but I know that even right now, even now, whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. And in that moment, Jesus said, your brother shall rise again. Martha thought Jesus was talking about some future event that was gonna be happening because she said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day, but the Lord was speaking of here and now. He looked at her and he said, I am the resurrection, I am the life, and he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he asked Martha, do you believe this? Martha said, Martha said she did. She said, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. So Martha runs back to the house and she tells Mary that Jesus wants to speak with her. So when she got to him, she fell at his feet crying. She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And recognizing Mary and her friends weeping and crying, they were troubled, he asked, where have you laid him? So they took Jesus to the grave, and here it is that we find the shortest verse in the entire 
Bible, but these two words show the depth of Jesus Christ's love when he said Jesus wept. Many around him were saying, could not this man who opened blinded eyes not keep this man from dying? And still deeply troubled, Jesus arrived at the tomb. It was a simple little cave in the side of a hill. It had a stone laid across the opening against it, and the Lord commanded to them, said, take away the stone. Martha tried to explain to Jesus that her brother had been dead for four days and now the smell would be unbearable. But Jesus said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And so they rolled the stone away and Jesus looked up to heaven and he said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me and I know that you hear me always, but because of the people that I stand by, I said it that they may believe you have seen sent me and then with a loud voice Jesus cried out three words he said Lazarus come forth and at that moment not a day later not an hour later not ten minutes later but at the command of those three words that Jesus spoke from his own voice he Lazarus came out hand and foot bound with grave clothes his face was still covered with a cloth but he came out of the tomb somebody's preached it this way before but it's worth repeating if Jesus had not got specific and called him by name everybody in the tombs would have come walking out all together but Jesus said Lazarus come forth and Lazarus was still bound up but he came I can just imagine him hopping because he was bound hand and foot came hopping up out of that grave and when he came out Jesus said loose him and let him go I love this story today because every time I read it I learn more and more about the Lord and I learn more about his love for us and I believe it's evident that John who actually wrote this wants you and I to understand today that Christianity is not religion of rules but it's a relationship and in order for us to walk as our heavenly father wants us to. We've got to know Jesus for ourselves. I've got to know Jesus for myself. I can't depend on my wife to know Jesus. I can't depend on my friend to know Jesus. For how many knows you've got to know Jesus for yourself. You've got to have a personal relationship with him for yourself, amen. In fact, John gives us or presents God to us in three distinct forms. And let me give them to you quickly this morning. We learn from this more about Jesus. And there's three different forms. He is the written word, the logos. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We know that God is a spirit, but he wanted us to know his thoughts, so he transformed them into written words or a logos word so that we can get to know him better. You want to know how you can know Jesus better? By reading the written word, the logos word of God. Amen. If you want to know more about him, what he's done, what he can do, pick up the logos written word of God. These are his thoughts contained in a book. Amen. And it's called the the written word. Somebody say written word. Then there's the incarnate word. That means Jesus 
in skin. Jesus in the flesh. John 1 and 14 said the word was flesh and it dwelt among us. The thoughts of God came into our world as flesh. As a result, we can behold the only begotten Son of God. This was a voluntary act of the Almighty and the Logos. The thought of God became flesh because he wanted to reveal more about himself. So Jesus was sent to earth and he dwelt among us so that mankind could get to know him and behold him. As long as he remained just in thought, as long as he remained just in word, mankind could not see him. But when he became incarnate, when he became flesh, man could see him and enjoy a personal relationship. So you have the logos, the thoughts, the word, the written word. You have the incarnate word. That's him in the flesh suit, walking around as he did on earth. Then you have the spoken word or the rhema, the rhema word. This is the sword of the spirit, the word. Jesus spoke in John 6, 63. The words I speak unto you are spirit and are life. Today the revealed word is spoken to our spirit. And I believe John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, possessed all three of these. He had the Logos word. He had the written word, word through the form of the Torah of Moses that he had with him, the written word, the thoughts of God. He had the incarnate word. How did he have the incarnate word, the flesh? Because he was closely associated with Jesus then. He, he had the rhema word. The spirit revealed things to him. It was the spoken word of God. So what am I trying to say by giving these three to you? I'm saying if you want to experience Jesus for yourself, if you want him to be more revealed to you in a more intimate way, then you have got to get to know the word. Somebody shout the word. Whether it's the Logos written word or it's the incarnate word or if it's the rhema word in your spirit, I've come to tell you, if you want to know Jesus better, you've got to get to know the word because in the word, there's salvation. In the word, there's healing. In the word, there's peace. In the word, there's joy. In the word, there's strength. In the word, there's blessing. In the word, you'll find direction. In the word, you'll get the answers you need. In the word, you'll get comfort. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise that he gave us the Logos written word and the incarnate Son of God in the flesh and he gave us the rhema word, the word of the Spirit. You see somebody in your dark time when you can't see a solution and you feel all by yourself and somebody here today, you're thinking that nobody cares, nobody understands. Somebody here is having a pity party today because you're, you've let man and you've let a woman and you've let people disappoint you because they've not lived up to your expectations. I've come to tell you why did you and why do you have your eyes on people anyhow today? Oh, don't you, don't you hurt God and don't offend God for letting somebody else keep you from having a relationship with him that is vibrant and thriving and full of life where you're worshiping and going after God, amen. You may not can see a solution. You may not feel good today. 
You may feel like nobody understands or cares, but can I tell you today, if you don't get anything else from me, understand you have been given the written word of God and you've got to, you can get a hold of a rhema word and when you get a hold of the word of God, Jesus is whatever you need today. So today, whatever your situation is, in the village of Bethany where Lazarus was already placed in a tomb, Jesus, the Logos, incarnate in the rhema, walked up, visualize it. He's the written word. He's the incarnate word. He's in the flesh at that moment. And he's the spoken word, the rhema. And at that moment, he walks up to Mary and says, I am here to reveal myself. Somebody here today and watching needs to get a hold of this right here. Listen to me. There must be a sickness before healing can be revealed. There must be a death before life can be revealed. And at the tomb of Lazarus, everybody was about, they were about to know more about Jesus. Everybody that was gathered around that tomb mourning and crying, they were about to find out more about Jesus. More about Jesus was about to be revealed through the Logos incarnate spoken word, all three in one Jesus at that moment. At the tomb, everybody was about to know who he was. He created or he allowed a situation so he could manifest. And this has been so true of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost throughout the Scripture. Because I read this book, and from time to time, God will create or allow situations. And then, and then, you can cry out, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. He'll create or allow a situation to come and then you may cry out, Jehovah, Shalom, the Lord is my peace. A situation or a certain circumstance may come along where an adversity hit you and you cry out, Jehovah, Sid, can you, which means the Lord is my righteousness. Another situation may hit you and it's revealed to you at that time something that you didn't know about Jesus because you went through that crisis or situation and in that particular crisis you had to cry out Jehovah Rapha the Lord is my shepherd and then another situation comes and you found out something else about him you didn't know and at that exact moment you cried out Jehovah Shama Lord you are present with me here right now and then something else hit and you cried out Jehovah Rapha the Lord is my healer I'm here to tell you today if you'll get in the word oh you'll find out something something else will be revealed I've not stopped learning about my savior today the closer I get the more I read and the more I know things are revealed so whatever situation or circumstance you're in right now it has been allowed or it has come your way for one reason hear me today it's so Jesus can be revealed. Because there's people watching you today. 
There were people watching Mary and Martha. They were gathered around that cave in that tomb. They were watching their reactions. Were they going to have doubt or were they going to have faith? Were they going to wail and whine and have no no hope or were they going to have hope? And people in your family and people in your little group and people on your job, when adversity hits you, they're watching and they're going to see how you respond. And I don't know about you. I don't like going through adversity and nobody does. But I'm trying to learn when it does hit, Lord, I step back and say, God, what are you trying to reveal? What are you trying to show me here? Are you going to be Jehovah Shammah? Are you going to be Jehovah Rapha? Are you going to be Jehovah Sid? Can you, what, God? I'm here to tell you the only reason things come against us is either they're allowed or they are created. And it's done so that Jesus Christ can be revealed and get glory. Come on, worship team. One person, one person complained to the Lord. This person said, I go to church every time the doors are open, yet I'm sick, I'm broke. I have no end to problems. And this person said, why me? They said, I can think of a hundred people who don't do half as much as I do for the Lord. And they seem to be getting along just fine in life. They said, help me, Lord. I'm your friend. I serve you every day. Do you understand me? This is the way Mary and Martha were thinking If anybody should have been able to get Jesus to their house to help their brother, it should have been them too. They were very, very close to Jesus. They hung out with Jesus. Jesus came to their house to eat, to laugh, to fellowship. But in the Lord's plan, the situation regarding Lazarus was for the glory of God that the Son of God might be revealed and glorified. In other words, Jesus was preparing them for a miracle. He was about to get glory. He was about to be revealed. And we've got to understand today the Lord has his own timetable. And I want to ask you something today. Do you really know your Savior today? And this is important. Because look, Jesus will use those that He is very well acquainted with. Let me say it again. Jesus will use people that He's very acquainted with. Why? Because when your answer does arrive, and it'll arrive, it may not be on your timetable, he can count on you, he can count on those that he's acquainted with to tell everybody about your saving, healing, delivering friend, Jesus Christ, when it happens. In Bethany, while the Lord was in the process of revealing who he truly was, the faith of Mary and Martha was severely tested. 
You see, sickness and grief and death and other problems will play havoc on your faith. There's been times in my life, even as a minister of the gospel, I'm human. While going through stuff, I felt like this person who was questioning the Lord, Lord, I'm trying my best, God. Why is so-and-so half in and half out and blessed with this and that and all the other? God, anybody, it's okay. Has anybody ever questioned? I've, I've done it many times. But you know what? The Lord will use people that He's acquainted with that He knows because He can trust them to give Him the glory for it. He may not can use somebody that's blessed and got everything in this world on this earth but he's looking for people that that he's acquainted with that's acquainted with him through this logos written word through the incarnate word through the rhema word and they know who he is and when he answers he knows that they'll give him glory and honor they won't strut around and run around and say, look what I did, look what they did. Look, no. When the answer comes, that person will say, look what the Lord has done. He's been good to me. He's been faithful to me. Now, I don't know what you're going through today, church. Sickness, depression, discouragement. Death and grief can mess with your faith. And while Jesus is all relaxed and in control and you and I are wringing our hands and worrying and crying, we've got to remember this. It just means that the Lord is getting ready to reveal himself. I feel that so strongly, I'm going to say it, somebody, I don't know who it's for today, but you've been worrying and crying, you've been comparing your situations and self, to, and the Lord sent me to tell somebody through this message today, if you don't get anything else, get this, while you're worrying and crying and upset and frustrated and you're waiting and it seems like nothing's going to happen, listen, that's just a sign that the Lord is getting ready to reveal himself. Get ready. It's not on your time. It's on his. Martha and Mary both said, if you'd only been here on our timetable, our brother would not have died. And if Jesus had come on their timetable and did it like they wanted it to do, it wouldn't have been revealed about him, about his power and authority to raise the dead. God's going to use some of you today because he's well acquainted with you. And he knows he can trust you today. And he knows he can give you, that you'll give him the glory and the honor for it. Hallelujah. I close with this. When Jesus finally got to the tomb, it didn't, matter that Lazarus had been dead four days. It didn't matter that his heart had stopped. 
It did not matter that blood no longer circulated in his body. It did not matter that his body was already decomposing. And I tell somebody here today, it does not matter if the report is bad. It does not matter what everybody else is saying about you or your situation. It does not matter. Jesus only needed to say three words before the situation was transformed and he declared, Lazarus, come forth. And what was dead suddenly sprang back to life. And that same Jesus is here right now. And as a child of the Son of God, and because Christ is living in you at this very moment in your present crisis, present situation, you too can throw your head back, open your mouth, and with faith and authority declare, joy, come forth. Peace, come forth. I dare somebody in just a moment when we pray, I dare you to take Lazarus' name and replace it with whatever you need at this moment in your life. Whatever's been dormant, whatever's been dead, whatever you need to rise up and spring forth, I dare you to replace it and say healing, come forth. Marriage, come forth. Victory, come forth.